you guys are both spending a lot of time at Osh now. Wait, Osh. Osh. You mean Orchard Supply, Supply hardware? hardware? You tell me you don't call it Osh, Todd. I, I call it Osh. Okay, thank you. Oh. No, who calls it Osh? Everyone. It's a fancier version of Home Depot that actually is clean. So we call it Orchard Supply Hardware. What do you rebranded. What do you really call it though, Todd? Because I was a customer from back in the day. Okay. Yeah. I will still call it Osh. Osh. But it is a much more enjoyable experience yeah. than a Home Depot. So, except I for the so fact too. that I agree. I yeah. live near the best Home Depot in LA now. Do you really? Yeah. It's down in uh, Why is it so great? What's so great about it? Because the employees know where everything is. Which Wait, they're key. actually helpful? No, you go, well, hey, where, where's this? Aisle 41, left side. And you'll be in the garden center, and they'll send you across. Like, the guys so know exactly So, for example, if you ask them to make a key for you, they don't look at you like you pooped in their cornflakes? No, but that... I did get kicked out of Osh once for making my own key. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I jacked the That's machine. And it was the self-service kiosk, okay. so it's like it shouldn't even be that way. But to get back to the Osh thing, okay, yes, yes. they've rebranded as Orchard Supply Hardware, which has correct. technically been the name all along, right? Yes, that is correct. I refuse like that KFC. rebranding. Look, that's just like somebody going back and saying, oh, this sounds better. It's the same product. It's the same place, but here's the deal. If you see a big sign that says Osh on it, that doesn't say quality to me. That doesn't that doesn't speak to something that I would want to go shop at. It says you're Orchard. skimping on paying for a sign that has your full name Thank on you. It. You're a place that literally makes signs. Maybe you should have so a nice sign. So instead of actually making your place better, you make a sign, and that makes it better? But it was already you good. You're it a just, slave. It, it was you are already a good. Slave, a slave to the advertising, the new advertising. Well, I already thing. knew that, yeah. I I, that. If I want rebranding, I want a brand new thing. But it's already a good product. It's just a good product that looks sloppy. Looks well, like how crap. do you know? I mean, it just said Osh. Because I, I you... won't go there because it says Osh. It's but, sloppy. But it looks yeah. the same from the outside except for that stupid sign. So you know that it's good now is what yeah. you're saying? But That's you right. don't know what it was like before. I've if been you didn't there, there before. before. I just felt skeezy shopping there because it was called a freaking Osh. It's like I expected some guy named Josh in like a windowless van <laughs> to like be working there. It's, it's not acceptable. Why? It sounds like uh, the, the reason they rebranded, first of all, is because it sounds like Oshkosh Bagosh. It sounds like you buy overalls. It kind of does. Yeah, does. that's why. Not and because it was for skeezy. the record, you can still buy overalls. Don't try to paint them with that brush. They were skeezy. It wasn't skeezy. It felt skeezy. They, How? Wa- they wanted to make a hardware store that was Instagram worthy. That's what Thank it comes you. down to. Thank you. It's, no, that makes sense. When you see, see when Todd people, says it, it makes sense. Oh, see, there you go. Because when you see all the people going there, the little rays in the world, he just bought a house mm-hmm. and he's got to get the sure. hardware. Yeah, they want to go somewhere where they can talk about that. Oh, Our look, feelings. We're getting. We're, we were looking at paints today on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, but this, to me, it sounds too snooty now. Orchard Supply. Yeah, but I go into a Home Depot, Hardware. and I get overwhelmed because like the shelves are like up to the rafters. Right. And not, there's like a million people who refuse to even look at me who work there. But I'm not arguing with you that Osh is not better than Home Depot. I like Orchard Supply Hardware Osh much better than Home Depot. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, right. like, why is your why are you saying that it's because... It has like anything it. to do with Home Depot. Didn't make me feel good. It, their rebranding has nothing to do with Home Depot. So why are you using that as an excuse for them? They're not even using that excuse. But do you get everything you need to Home Depot? at Osh versus Home Depot, though? Everything I need, yeah. But I don't yeah. need very much. <laughs> I think, like, yeah. I'm, I'm basic. <laughs> I think if you need more detailed things, you may have to go to Home no, Depot. No, if, if you want, like, a huge variety of hedge trimmers, you go to Home Depot where they have, like, 30 of them. If you're just needing a hedge trimmer at a reasonable price, you just go to Osh and, like, here's our one hedge trimmer. Like, great. I think it's more like they have, like, a whole gardening section, uh, a big gardening section where you can buy plants and things at Home Depot. And they have, like, different they have types that of two-by-fours. They as well. Two-by-fours and boards. Yeah, but not the same not the same amount. And two-by-fours and, like, boards and things like that, they don't have as much as You know, Osh Home either. Depot actually inspired me to plant our own avocado seed. 
Really? And it's now oh, actually Bre- sprouting. Brent is very against gardening, but I can I can they, talk they to you about this. They had a $300 avocado tree, and I'm like, I can grow this my damn self. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm not against gardening. Which one of, of the three of us, which one of us has a gardener? Well, yeah, you hire Me. a guy. So, therefore, I must be for gardening. But, Thank no, you. I'm the only one who has a garden. The act of growing vegetables and herbs, gardening. It's just that the gardener's not me. <laughs> That's what I object to. I'm not. I don't object to gardens. I just don't want that person to be me. I don't want to do it. But it's the work. You do the work, and then you're like, "Wow, these I'm a great baseball so player." I oh, went sure. to go <laughs> see the Dodgers play. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make you a baseball player. I go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh my god! And I love all the food that I buy. Oh my god! And I love even more that I don't have to make it myself. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to cut him off right there because you have made it back to the next sterling chapter of Razor Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we are joined with a very special guest. Uh, Todd Munson of Big Red Fury is back in studio with us again. That's my first time in studio. Well, we, you, because we did the uh, the well, combine together a couple of years. Guys That's right. In the combine. You may you may remember. It's Todd like you've been here before from, from our video that we, that you shot and that we were in and that I, basically all of our listeners probably watched because it was amazing. It was pretty good watching uh, guys in. In their of certain age, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> late late twenties, jumping, uh, yeah, broad jump, broad jumping. Yeah, I gotta just just going back to that. You guys should be ashamed that I, of all of us, won the broad jump. You, you guys know, should be ashamed of that. I, I ha- fell over. I, I, I had it until that. You we did, we gave you one extra jump at the very no, end. We did you know. did not have it coming. No, and then you suddenly made one good jump because okay, you were warmed try. up. I did not get one extra jump. We all one had extra the same jump, number of jumps. Agree. Brent's like, guys, let's not end it yet. I'm going to do one more. Okay, so is that why you also lost to me in the forty yard dash? That is correct. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Well, you didn't breathe in the 40. That no, was my I, I, I have no form whatsoever. <laughs> uh, we watched the video, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm really bad at this. There's no, there's no training here whatsoever, no technique. It's true. Ray has no form. In fact, like one time, uh, he was accused of a crime, and the cops say, what does his body look like? I can't describe it. <laughs> Doughy. <laughs> no, he has no form. Is he doughy? I, I well, nebulous. More like yeah. an amoeba. <laughs> it's hard to describe. I'll, let me show you 50 different shapes. Like it, a lump of warm clay? Yeah. Yeah, but you couldn't describe with any of the shapes that we know of. You know what that means, Brent? I'm moldable. That's what Does, it means. Is that what it means? I can be whatever I need I, to be. I guess you better take that one. I, yeah. Like Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Ah, Meatwad. So why am I here today? Uh, well, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, guys, start the music, please. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Todd is here uh, uh, because not only is our, our delighted guest, and I honestly, I thought that you, we had actually had you in studio before, so no, that is okay. my bad. I, I've asked Brent before. I'm like, hey, anytime you guys need a guest. And get, I've like, been saying, when are we going to get Todd Munson I on have Big said Red Fury? many times, can we have Todd on? Oh, Ray Lord, says yeah. no. If it's not both of us saying yes, you know me, Todd. Todd, we watch football together all the time. I go yeah. to your house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you? if one of us is going to say you can't be on the show, which one of us do you think it would be? Well, I, I do feel I, do, I at least show sympathy for Ray when the Lions lose. Thank you. Like I actually felt bad for you a season ago when Thank Aaron Rodgers put up that hail mary. <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing. It was pretty I just, terrible. I felt well, bad. Yeah, I felt like that's what they deserve. But we're bearing the lead right here because Todd is co-champion of the Raisin Brent NCAA bracket challenge that's that we offered right. out to all the people. Yeah. Uh, Todd is one winner, and t- Drunk History's Benny, Benny Arthur. Arthur. Is the backup there? So I'm, now, I'm now handing Todd the uh, imaginary trophy. It is. It's from last season. You're imaginarily like handing him the as imaginary like trophy. That's like getting the Stanley Cup. This is That's what I right. imagined it would be. As like. the defending champion, I'm giving you the next green jacket. Oh, I so still it's like have the a green. Masters. Yeah, okay. that's right. 
<laughs> and to be fair, as the champion before that, I imaginarily gave you right, right the the whatever. And then I would also like to hand Ray the imaginary second to last place trophy hey, for this year. Not last place. Not the number one overall pick. There is someone worse than me. And then second who, to who last is place is almost worse than last place. Yeah. though. oh no, it's worse, it's worse than last. Oh no, because no, well, I agree with you, Todd. It's worse than last. Can we talk about the, the second to last? Is like you put in some effort. And then I tried. Last I place try. person last place could just clearly like, didn't know anything about basketball. Maybe. And then Ray is like someone that knows about basketball. So of, still of people who should do better, I was the worst. Yeah, but that's okay because I was not the worst. And I'm, I'm also giving myself a winner medal for picking the winner of the tournament. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. For picking the winner. Who First is the all, winner of the tournament? Brent tried North to tell Carolina. me he's the North winner Carolina. of the tournament. So remember for picking North Carolina. Now, but he didn't win the brackets. Okay, and who cares? Here's why. It's, here's why it's important. This is the first time in four seasons that anyone has picked the winner in our bracket. So you and me and Benny were the, are the only three people, and David Knoll, our producer, do you know, are the only people that have ever picked a winner in our bracket. So we all get tiny medals. Todd gets the huge trophy though, and he's the champion. Congrats. And the green jacket. And the green jacket. It, it's, I'm sorry it doesn't fit you. It's, uh, right. it's well, we're gonna have to get that. Uh, I'm gonna we'll get it tailored. Yeah, yeah. Take it's it a the, men's warehouse. I got a guy. Free I got, a, I got a guy downtown, garment district. <laughs> by um, the by the way, yes. If you end up having like a second string of friends who get married, yes. you get back on that wedding circuit. Men's warehouse will measure you for a tux at no charge. Is that right? And they do a fantastic job. Okay, I went to I think three day suit broker, one of those things. Yeah, Hollywood suit outlet. I wish I'd go to Hollywood <laughs> suit outlet. You can get five tuxes for fifty bucks. It's the best. De- yeah. Now they'll fall off after an hour, so you literally have to bring all five with you to the event and change them throughout the throughout the, the proceedings. Yeah, when uh, I went to Albrecht's wedding. Just to bring up our friend Mark. Yeah, yeah. I was the only one who got their stuff measured at Men's Warehouse. I was the only one with a tux that fit. And it was a wedding in rural Nebraska where the tuxes were like three hours away. I'm like, everything fits for me. Got to do it. So ever since then, I'm like, I'm down with So in those pictures, you look good. So Todd is from the – are you from Grand Island? Grew up there. Grand Island, which is neither Grand or an island, but it's in Nebraska. Um, well, Todd, you are you are the the, the man from Big Red Fury, yes, uh, the Huskers podcast. We should at least put a plug out there for you right now. Yeah, BigRedFury.com. Check there it out it is. or Big Red Fury on Twitter. Yeah, uh, we engage with Big Red Fury all the Banter, time. Just yeah. me personally. Yeah, uh, he likes all of my sad lions tweets. I do. I feel Ray, bad. Like you did not like, turn off your phone, and now it's ringing uh, during the podcast. That is not my phone. Like I'm actually fascinated. Unbelievable. Like, Yes, just the level of stress. I almost want to watch a game with you, just Jeez. based on the frequency you tweet. Um, the level of stress that Br- must. Brent come out. has watched a game with me a few times. Uh, uh, Lions games. Would you say that I'm I'm overly stressed during a Lions game? Do you? Well, you what get, is your like, experience? You're on the brink. Like I'm surprised you, get, you don't cut yourself. Just yeah, to like, uh, you, sir, you haven't seen. You get mad about every single. Like first of all, you're totally irrational during Lions games. Like, I'm glad to know I'm rational normally, then, I guess. Well, was... I'm not saying you're rational normally. I'm saying you were overly irrational during Lions games. Like, every single I see thing things that how happens they are, badly Sam. at the I Lions. I see things no, how they are. I, I see an incomplete pass on second down, like second and three, and it's like your world has ended. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right, yeah. 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 
Uh, sir, I care. I don't know what to tell you. There's now, a lot of blaming of the refs. The refs are, well, Oh, yeah. Please. This is uh, like deep state in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, the refs are, the, well, here's the deal. It's mostly incompetence, but when it's incompetent, they tend to just go with the more famous person on the field. That, I agree that his comments are mostly incompetent. Oh, is it a so lot? Calvin Johnson isn't is, famous? Is it? he's retired. But, but he, you know, that's not what we're talking about. For example, we talk Amir about the, the uh, Hail Mary pass for Aaron yeah. Rodgers. We ignore the fact that the play before, there's a phantom face mask called with zeros on the clock to allow Aaron Rodgers the opportunity to throw a Hail Mary. So we have an unknown Lions defender in his first year who grabs at the jersey and Aaron Rodgers bends his head over. Uh, one finger sort of goes in there. It doesn't even count as a face mask because he did not actually alter what Aaron Rodgers was doing because Aaron Rodgers was always turning his head trying to pretend. But because Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are, are party boys and this poor Lions defender, Devin Taylor, nobody cares about, ah, give him an extra play. What's the worst that could owe oh, the Packers win? And that's what I'm talking about. That's well, where it gets you know frustrating. What, I think I brought up some bad memories. Yeah, it's a bad memory. Discipline teams wouldn't have even gotten near that face mask. I mean, it was a mistake, but at the same time, you have to do the crime to get the penalty. I thought, not always. I thought you just said it was a mistake. How often do you call into Detroit radio? Uh, well, I don't live there, so uh, I'm, well, I try to keep myself. Online, like I do not. I used to listen online to a couple of hosts, but uh, uh, God willing, and I think anybody who's a Lions fan listening to this, living in Detroit, can tell you. Local Detroit sports radio is horrific. It's so bad. It's the the people's opinions just don't even make sense. They want to they want to cut Matt Stafford every other week on the Lions radio, and it's just who even knows what they're doing. Half so the time. they're worse than you. Oh no no no! I'm the rational one. Yeah, that's you what can I believe. Meant. This yeah yeah. That's I mean that's a true statement. I think that's that's, that's, that's not even might arguable. Have to tune in this fall. That's Ooh, a little terrifying. They're terrible. If you ever want like when the Lions lose a close game. And you want to like enjoy uh, a Schadenfreude? Listen to three hours of Lions uh, post game coverage f- from the stations that are there. The people don't make any sense oh, yeah. at all. They want everyone run out of town, everyone fired. Yep, uh, it's 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 insanity. You hear that, Dan Miller? Dan Miller? No, Dan Miller is the is Jim th- Brandstatter, Tony Jim- Ortiz. Ray is calling you out and saying that you guys are terrible. That's not the people who do local Lions. Those- they are the Lions local broadcast people. Yeah, they're the people who announce the yeah. game. I'm talking about Ray the, the is radio calling you out and saying that you are terrible. No, those guys are the best. You are in the turning business. on your own people. Dan Miller is like the best play by play in the country. It's like last week you said Syria was great, and now this week you say they're terrible. Well, I made a mistake about Syria. Let's just Thank start you. there. <laughs> No, the, the the broadcast team of the game is great. I'm talking about the dumb call-in show afterward. The, Dan Miller and Jim Branstad aren't going anywhere near that. Nobody, they're not. They're too smart. Mm. <laughs> they see things how they. So are. now you're backtracking. Now you're Sean Spicering it. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I, I do listen to Dodger talk after losses. Though isn't it embarrassing? It's it's hilarious. And one guy last year, this is my all-time favorite sports radio caller. He waited the entire off season. To call in after the first week of the season after the Dodger after Kenley Jensen blew his first save of the year. Yeah. To ask why the Dodgers didn't sign Chapman. He didn't bother to look it up. And David Vasek starts him slow and he's like, Hey, just so you know, Chapman is suspended right now, so he wouldn't even be on the team for another month anyway. So he'd still be in this situation. This is how it works. And he shot up his house. He, oh, by the way, he like murdered people. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh no, he just shot at it. Oh no, I'm thinking of the guy down. In, who's the guy down you in Central about, America who murdered those people? You're thinking about any number of Detroit Lions. Wow, how dare you? Thank uh, you. By the way, Titus Young uh, uh, in jail four years. Thank you. Really? We talked about him on the show. Yeah. Well, it turns out that you can't uh, uh, lose your car and get it impounded drinking and driving. And then when you get out of jail the next morning, try to steal your car back from the police impound lot. <laughs> you they, can't just climb the fence. They tend to frown on that, as it turns out. <laughs> So he went to jail four years for that. Well, it was also he. he what had do you a, have in the trunk? He, he had a strange habit of uh, uh, getting liquored up, 
Okay. Taking all his clothes off and breaking into people's houses and mm-hmm. falling asleep on their couch. Titus Young had a bad... Was he originally from Boise State? He was a Boise State yeah. guy, yeah. Uh, let's just now, say Titus Young, issues. Now, were, issues. There, were there issues... Like, let me just ask you this, and I want to get too much into Titus Young, because it's not anywhere around the what we're, we're talking gonna about. Up, we're going to bring up Jim Branstad, or we can bring up Titus Young. But what Titus Young, did I don't remember him having problems at Boise State. He, Do you? Didn't he punch? Was he the guy who punched the? Uh, uh, that was the Garrett Blunt. That was the oh Garrett yeah, Blunt. the Garrett yeah. Blunt. Never mind. But I don't Sorry. remember having problems with Boise State. It's just because there's nothing to do in Boise, and then uh, you get he, to Detroit. He wasn't famous enough, probably, for anybody to care about what he was doing at Boise State. No, but he's, in Boise, he's super famous because that's but all they have the guy, in Boise. He wasn't the guy who got punched, though. No, 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 Blunt no. Did the punching? Garrett Blunt punched somebody from yeah. when he played at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that was an awesome game. I remember watching live and being like, oh. Oh, dear. That's violence on my screen outside of the football game. No, Titus Young is the guy who he was crazy. He's the guy who famously had a big interview in the local Detroit paper saying he was a better player than Calvin Johnson. Oh, that's nice. And he he didn't understand why he didn't get first team reps because he's so much more talented than Calvin Johnson. And Titus Young's father came forward and said, I clearly need to have more words with my son because he's crazy. So he's like the different. He's like the opposite uh, ball guy. What's the guy? Lorenzo Ball? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Yeah, like they say, he has some rationality yeah. where he's like, "I'm going to talk to my son about that." Not, <laughs> yeah. I could have t- beaten Jordan in one on one, and that's exactly the whole deal. Yeah, it, ter- it turns out having a support structure helps, but it's not everything. Yeah, um, yeah. He said, "I'm a better player than Calvin Johnson. I don't get why I'm not the number one." And, and he just, and he did, wasn't one of those things. Then somebody like came back at him afterward, and be like, "Well, you don't actually believe that. You were just talking smack, right? Give him every chance to get off the hook." He's like, "No, it's a true statement." And not only that, let me tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! So he had to go. <laughs> That's amazing. It's not a thing you said. Now he's in jail. It's for four hard years. to get kicked out of Detroit, too. You know, yeah, you got to mess up. Yeah, you got to really, really mess up. Yeah, how dare you? He's basically not allowed in Detroit now, right? I mean, well, he's in jail, so he's really not allowed anywhere except jail. So it oh, like so a, it's just like being in Detroit. So does he have a solid four years, or is it four years suspended and it, you know he's he's got money? He's, he's got to be NFL able to player. get out. I bet Eight, you it's I'm like thinking eighteen months. Yeah, and that's, he's what, out. that's exactly what I was going to say. Eighteen say? months and probably good behavior. Right. Which I mean, but come on, is he going to have good behavior? What's Let's the likelihood of good behavior? Now, is there any chance of him making a comeback? Uh, he wasn't. He he was an acceptable third wide receiver. You put him in the slot, and he could go for a few years. But uh, it's the NFL. He would have played more after getting you know ousted from Detroit and cut. Except he didn't, which pretty much tells us everything we need to know right there. We don't care if you murder people. We don't care if you go to jail. We don't care if you kill dogs. We don't care if you punch your wife in an elevator. If you can still play. You can play. You could play in the NFL. Look at uh, who was that piece of crap. And he's been gone the... since 2013. Now. Yeah, that's just okay. it. He's done. You know, and he's but he's only 20. He's what? Almost 28. Yeah, who was that dude year? who played for Carolina and then like uh, went to Dallas for one year and kind of sucked? Greg Hardy. Look at Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy can do what he did, and the only reason he's out of the league right now is because he kind of sucked last year in Dallas. Yeah. Now people are like, we take a moral stand. We're not going to let this happen. He also sucks. That helps. Yeah. 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 Um, He had some behavior issues in Dallas, too. I remember that. Spoiler alert. Almost like there were a lot of behavioral issues in Dallas. Well, he had the domestic issues, too. They don't help. That was the big thing with Greg Hardy. 
Well, we'll spring back, back up the bracket right now. So, Todd, walk us through your process right now because uh, uh, you won our bracket challenge. We're going to go kind of stream of consciousness this episode. No, no, no. Yeah, this is fine. fine. Uh, uh, you won the bracket challenge. You picked North Carolina to win it all. How many Final Four teams did you get right? I think it was just North Carolina. So you only I, had one Final Four team. But I predicted So, how the did Brent score? not win? I predicted the score. Which yeah. is pretty. If Brent eerie. picked North Carolina to win just like you did, and he had three Final Four teams and you didn't, why didn't Brent win? Because I also only had one Final Four team. Three of the Final Four teams, no one basically picked. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really thought you were bragging before we went on air that you had picked three of the Final Four teams. No, that's no. I said. So you just lucked into a winner, no, and now no, you're no, bragging. No, no okay. I said out of the last two years, the four finalists in the last two years. Oh, last okay. year was Villanova, North Carolina. I had both of them last year, and I had one of them this year. So, so you just I, picked so the same teams and waiting for lightning in a bottle. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hearing. North Carolina lost on a buzzer beater last year, and they won this year. Now, it's totally logical for me to pick a team that won- lost on a buzzer beater last year and had almost all their players coming back to win this year. Brent, you don't need to apologize for victory. It's okay. Yeah, I, just, I, know. I really thought you I did know. better I know than I that. Don't. That's all I'm saying. I'm explaining to why you're wrong. So I can, there you go. I only got one. You only got one more Final Four team than I did. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. like I did that. But I got down. also one more Final Two team and one more team that won the tournament than you did. Can't fight so, it. So yeah. So the fun backstory about the bracket, though, yes. is in talking to Brent one night, like he does when he's in the car and needs somebody to talk to. Brent giving someone a call because he's driving somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so unlike him. He's actually kind of nice. I should have a podcast called Brent driving in his car, randomly talking to people because he's driving. You get these calls at like right. six. I should really do that. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually kind of nice. It's a good throwback. That's to right. Him. I forgot about this people story. People actually had conversations. Yeah. And Gross. Am I right? <laughs> I, I brought up something about my bracket in mm-hmm. your pool. Yep. Because I'm like, I think I'm doing pretty good. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Bobby Salsa. No, no, no. What? Ha- yeah, oh. that's close to what happened. I said, you, I, as soon as you said that, I said, wait a minute. Are you Bobby Salsa? I was so mad. Because we had had multiple conversations <laughs> trying to figure out who Bobby Salsa is. We might is. have even talked about it on the podcast yes. a couple weeks ago. Bobby Salsa might win. I don't know who that is. We can't have him on the show I because we don't know who he is. I had called four people. <laughs> And being like, are you Bobby Salsa? One of my friends thought I was crazy. He was like, what were you talking about? Was that real? Or were you just like drunk or what? Because you asked me about Bobby Salsa. And also, there's no iteration of your name that sounds like Bobby Salsa. And there, it wasn't like Big Red Fury. It wasn't like Husk or something. It wasn't Dodge or something. Because I was like, I was, you weren't even in my thought process, you know? Bobby Salsa. Let's see. So Salsa's red. Huskers are red. Seems legit. Yeah, yeah, but what? The, but that's not the reason. Why are you Bobby Salsa? Uh, it's just been an alias since I was like sixteen and working in the pool. So this is your Carlos Danger, basically. Yeah, is what Bobby I'm Salsa is my Carlos Danger. It's exactly Ray. Strangely enough, uses Carlos Danger, which Danger. is spelled like Danger, yeah, but different pronunciation. And now he's just a little bit embarrassed to use it now because it was Carlos Danger. Well, was it so made terrible. a lot of sense uh, before the whole Anthony Weiner thing happened, um, and now I'm only you know I only use it on my grinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> and then know. your other one is Anthony Weiner, strangely enough. Well, Anthony yeah. Weiner was my first one. That's before I even knew who that politician was. Like, yeah, it's really... Had nothing to do with the politician. Yeah, I had to change my grinder from Anthony Weiner to Carlos Danger, and then I got boned again from it, you know. Literally? Don't, let's not that's worry about good, that. That's what grinder's all about. <laughs> uh, we got to bring up briefly here, Brent, I had to pay off a bet that I lost last night as we record this. We went to the Wait, L.A. Clippers you just said game. Brent had to pay off a bet. No, I said I had to pay off a bet to That's, Brent. But that's what you, okay, I try yeah. to use too many words that sound the yeah, same. Okay. Brent, bet, and it's yeah. I. It's, to be clear, this is a bet you lost. Yes, I lost yeah. a bet. I don't remember at this point what the bet was. 
I don't care. Was it to buy the worst seats at Staples Center? So uh, I think I saw your picture of like. Yeah, that wasn't supposed. To, yeah, that wasn't supposed. To, you know, that's what that's what the this was the worst seats. Uh, Although, sir, I, we were up I, in the three hundred. At least tell that the Clippers were playing. That yeah, was we were it. up in the three hundreds, but well, at least I got first row of the three hundreds. So come that's on, true. Give me something. Here. So you can yeah. smell the food coming up from the boxes, but we need I, you. We there was a little balcony. We could have crawled over if Brent would have let me and dropped into somebody's luxury box. Mm-hmm. We could have rappelled down into a nice. Nice uh, booth. So really, we weren't that different from the luxury boxes, if you think about it. Yeah, I'm just kind of right there. That's what I'm gonna. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna insist. What at it least. leads to like it's just that Ray is terrible at the internet, and he like he couldn't he couldn't find like tickets that were in our price range that weren't up in three hundreds. Correct, and and we went to a game. We went to the Pistons game earlier this year, and mm-hmm. Brent for the same price. He, you know, he we had seats that were kind of off in the corner, but they were down in front, one hundred right, level, right yeah. under, right behind, like where the tunnel goes, yeah. like first row of the behind the tunnel. We were partying with the Clippers spirit, Todd. Nice, yeah, we yeah. did do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and here's he's just like, oh, just go on. What was it, Gold Star? I go on Gold Star. Those tickets are like. $95. And I'm just like, I don't even know. Sometimes I, apparently I'm internet wrong. Sometimes, Sometimes Gold Star isn't the best, but you just have to know how to look around. I mean, I feel Sometimes like you're just not good at the just wait until the day of the game. Well, I did buy them the day before. For as much as you, <laughs> as much as you troll people on the internet, I thought you'd be better at finding deals on the internet. Oh, I'm terrible at finding deals on the internet. You apparently. Know, I find something and then I'll buy it and then immediately I'll find it for less, like two seconds later. If I had any patience. I have impulse control, Brent. It's a problem. Yeah. Or I'm a problem with it. The, the seats were fine because if we were any closer, we would have been getting hit by shockwaves by all of uh, DeAndre's dunks last night. Oh my the- goodness! Shakes it. But you got it. No, you the big the big highlight that came out of the game outside of the the Clippers won and they're really looking good to get the four seed and get the home court against the five seed mm-hmm. uh, uh, at the end of the season. But Brent's got a picture taken with a hologram. That's right. Did you ever get that picture uh, no, sent to you? No. Get your picture Brent, with Brent missed your picture like with a Brent missed like they thirty have, minutes of the game. Yeah, I missed. He missed the whole third quarter. Eight minutes of the third quarter. I had to watch it on TV because I saw. Oh, there's this line where they they take a video, like a five second video, and a picture of you standing with like either Blake Griffin or uh, I had Chris Paul, and they're just and they're and so th- it's like Blake Griffin doing something like this, and it's him pretending like he's about to take a picture. <laughs> so pretty good, <laughs> and then you could be like. Pretty you casual, know. like look at yeah, my new friend. Yeah, exactly. Me and Blake Griffin, uh, we hang out sometimes. As far as I know, I still don't have that picture. So you wait, you so at halftime it was like a two point game. Brent comes back to the seats and the Clippers are up thirty. Twenty five point game. <laughs> I was watching it on the screen. I just wasn't watching it live. Did you go now. get a McFlurry at the McDonald's there? I missed out. That's the best part of Stable Center. I bet you the McFlurry's, McFlurry's like six bucks or something at Stable Center. I think there's seven. Don't worry about all that noise. Uh but yeah, so so you never actually got the picture of the of the hologram? I, I might have it now. I may, It may be a thing where they send it to you a day later. Well, go to Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast, and we will try to find a picture or a video even of Brent hanging out with his good friend Chris Paul. Talking to you. That's supposed to be a secret. It's supposed to, people are supposed to really believe you a deal on car that a person that looks like a hologram and me are in the same space. Oh. Like, how realistic did it look? Did it look close enough to, like, fool, like, your parents or anything? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. You know, it's weird, though, because uh, the truth is Chris Paul went to get a hologram done of Brent Pope. <laughs> yeah, and he got his right away. No, no, his, his, he's Chris Paul. He got that email within five seconds. I mean, let's just keep it real right now. Yeah, I still don't have it. It's weird. I feel like I got scammed. Well, I got to come clean about the bracket thing right now. I got to talk about the controversy around it because, Todd, you were the big winner. You were the official winner. You were tied for and the I'm winner. I'm glad you did not ask me about my strategy. Uh, you didn't have one clearly. I, you just happened a, to pick the right team to win and picked up well, some I other had stuff an around idea, it. Like, honestly, there's a mistake in here. 
I the only college basketball games I watched this year were Nebraska's, except for a Wisconsin Minnesota game when I was in Wisconsin. Oh, that makes sense. That's why so I'm that. just like, okay, I'm going here, going here. I've heard of those guys. We'll just yeah. So it was a lot of just educated guesses. Well, there was controversy around it because uh, the co-champion with you, uh, Drunk History's Benny Arthur, who we will also have on the show. Uh, he messed up his bracket when he originally sent it in. And so when we started in the brackets locked, Benny had a zero score finally because he had saved it somehow in a different group than the Raisin Brent podcast group. So I felt really bad about this. I talked with Brent about it. We agreed to open up the, the thing so he could move the bracket in there about like, like two hours into the first like first day of the tournament. First of all, we did not agree to it. Ray did that unilaterally. I think I mentioned I was going to no, do it. No, you didn't. I, I was Two like, oh, Benny has first, a score the now. The tournament is, yeah. that's like what, the first game's done. Yeah, but he had yeah. already finished the bracket. You couldn't go back and change it. It's just an already completed bracket. We just transferred his bracket from his a di- other. A different group. That's in, crazy to let you do that. Yeah. It is crazy. Wait, did you have to call like ESPN tech support? No, and- I just went under settings and I changed the settings and then he texted me that he had done it and then I changed the settings back again to stop it from happening. Interesting. Because the other thing is, you could create a hundred brackets, and if that thing wasn't uh, set up, you could just, which one's my best bracket? Slide it in. So if I had known Ray was going to do That's that, too much work. It's too, way too much work. It's if, not worth. But <laughs> if I had known Ray was going to do that, I would have picked Gonzaga to be in the final four, and then I would have won the bracket. Just knowing that, I would have changed my picks. I don't. That's think That's what any it came down to. Was just you not having Gonzaga? No. Well, well Penny, he had they, Gonzaga they, they, the well, final. Well, me yeah. having any other Final Four team, I would have won. Yeah. Ooh, but so you were really close. I was really close. That's yeah. got to sting, doesn't it? No, because I won last year. Because I won last year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just and because around. you're my good friend, and I don't mind handing the you know. But you do get kind of competitive on sports. Oh sure, absolutely. This but guy fact, right here competitive about anything. <laughs> but, That's outrageous. But just like last year, it it didn't feel that bad that the Royals didn't get in the playoffs last year because they had just won the year before. You know what I mean? Whereas if I was a Dodger fan and I had to watch my former, let's say I was a Dodger fan as an adult, but as a kid I was a Cubs fan, I would have been eating my heart out, right? Um, I don't know if we know anyone who is a Dodger fan now, but was a Cubs fan as a kid. We would have to ask them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Are you looking at me for this? Because that does not quite fit. No, I I like both teams. I oh, okay. How about you, Todd? Oh, that's you. Okay, okay. you're describing me. Yes, I I enjoy both teams immensely. So I don't. So I haven't asked you this. How? How was that for you? Was that weird? Like, did you were you cheering for the Cubs? No, were you cheering against them? I I, I will admit, in Game Seven, I was kind of pulling for Cleveland, mm-hmm. just because I don't like Chapman, and he did. I agree. One it. one of the big things that had me feeling weird about cheering for the Cubs was Chapman, because they didn't need Chapman to win. No. That's the thing, and he went right back to the Yankees in the off season. Yeah. So, but the uh, no in two thousand eight, uh, I made a conscious decision. To be a Dodger fan because mm-hmm. I okay. grew up grew up watching the Cubs on WGN. Sure, I don't know. Did you get that? In of Michigan? course, yeah. Okay. I watched a ton of Cubs games in the afternoon after school. Yeah, like, that you, was like, the thing you, you did. Run home, and if well, maybe Brent will allow us to talk about GI Joe. But if GI Joe, uh, you know, GI Joe no, is at three. I think let's or, talk, let's talk about GI Joe well, for a little on, bit. Hold on, hold on. Okay, just, yeah. We'll just set this yeah, up. Okay, is if the Cubs weren't playing, GI Joe was on at three thirty. I think uh, for me it was like uh, three thirty. Then it was like four thirty for a while with Transformers. Yeah, and there was enough time block. to get home from school. Absolutely, but then you could the, settle in and watch the good shows for the Cubs games. If you'd run home, you could get there by the top of the seventh, catch Harry Carey. Yep. 
do you take me out to the ball game and watch the end yeah, of the game? Yeah, because the game would start at like one o'clock yeah. uh, 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 Eastern time at least, and then I'd get home at you know two thirty, three o'clock, and I'd be able to catch the Harry Carey. Yeah, that was always yeah, that the was big always thing, we the did. thing. And when I was a kid, like I was always so fascinated. Like I didn't know he would go away after the third inning to do radio for the longest oh, time. Oh, they bring in Steve Stone. I thought he just went and got drunk. Well, because you know he's come back more he's wasted than he on was. the radio. Wait, did you think unquote. he was getting drunk? During the broadcast and like yeah, I just thought third was... inning was the time he's just like passed out sleeping. Over he's got to work into his going, contract. He's gotta, he can I'm go get wasted. A beer break. You could hear him snoring quietly. But, uh, he was never sober for a take me out to the ball game. I'm no. gonna keep that real for two seconds. The uh, so no, then we moved out here. It took like a year or two. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to the Cubs are in town. I'm gonna go. And when did you move to LA? Uh, end of '99. So in the year 2000 was like so the first baseball. You've been season. here for nearly like two decades. half my life. Yeah. yeah, okay, pushing half my life. I get that. Um, so I was like, oh, the Cubs are in town. I'm going to go to a Dodger game. And then you kind of start watching the Dodgers on TV because of Vince Scully. And you're like, this guy's it's, really good. It's and easy to, it's easy to like home, them. Yeah. Writing. And you're just like, this is really good background noise. And you kind of get into the team. And then start going to Dodger games on my own. And then the, like just Dodgers, whoever they were playing. Then you start liking them unironically. Yeah. And then it's like <laughs> the only yeah. rule then was I'll root for the Dodgers unless they're playing the Cubs. And then in 2008 when they play each other in playoffs, I'm like, I got to pick a side. So do just, you can't you just, just be happy clean... for whoever wins and ask for good, clean baseball? No, I, I made a clean oh. break and I'm just like, nope, Dodger fan. But I'm not actively wow. hating the Cubs. I just don't. It kind of surprises me that you weren't cheering for the Cubs as like your second team. Yeah, yeah. there's no, no but, shame uh, in that. No, like, no, I mean, I root for the no Dodgers. I root for the Cubs. You know, uh, I was a Braves fan growing up. Uh, oh, they were on TBS. TBS all the time. If so I'd watch them all the time. If there's any shame to be had, it's in the fact that you were a Cubs fan to begin with. And we had a perfectly good team growing up, the Royals, much closer to us. And you would have been celebrating two out of the last three years being in the World Series. The huh? Royals Ooh. games were never on TV. Yeah, there were and more Cubs and uh, Braves games on than Tigers games growing yeah, up. Yeah, we listened me. to them on the radio. But, but uh, Brent, he's from southeastern Nebraska. Different wor- part of the, the world. The wrong part of Nebraska. You yeah, can it's say the, it on It's the, the boys don't cry part of it's Nebraska. It's where boys don't cry. Let's just yeah. be clear about that. <laughs> but the, uh, the, ch- the whole Kansas City thing was always the weird kids in school. We're Royals and Chiefs fans. Sounds about right. I'm to just me. gonna say that right now. No, it's either, it, it, it holds up. Well, you're, okay. you're either a Cubs fan or a Braves fan, or maybe a Mets fan because you got WWOR. I think you would think and they if you're a Royals fan, like actively, not just oh, we're going to Kansas City for the weekend getaway to Worlds of Fun and Oceans of Fun and catch a game. Mm-hmm. So there were casual Royals fans, but they weren't wearing like, the swag uh, around. Yeah, ro- ro- it would be like the Royals were like going to a game as a tourist, basically. Like, so what well, I hear you saying is that Brent basically is a bandwagon fan for the Kansas City Royals. No, he was no, not at all. Weird. Like yeah. cops would come around to our school and give it because I think we've mentioned this. Before, we talked about this yeah. before. They had they give you like these Chiefs trading cards. Oh wow! Of like, and you'd have to go like see like every cop you'd see would give you a trading cards. So okay, you, so you try to get the whole set, and there was like. One like booger eater who was getting the whole set, and like none of us cared about these people. We're like, who are these guys? Well, and, so what I'm hearing is that Todd just liked whoever was on TV. Forget about there's, who the local team no, Todd, was. There's no shame in that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I let's not forget though, Todd. You grew up like 200 miles east of me. Yes, uh, west of me. Yeah. So that's further away from Kansas City. And also, I lived in the greater Kansas City area up until a certain point in my life, until I was like nine years old. So Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived up at least until you were nine years old. Nine okay. years old. The, the greater, four, formative years, so dude. So you are greater slightly less bandwagony than Todd is implying. No, because then I moved to southeast Nebraska, which is like two hours away from Kansas City. 
Yeah, it's a five-hour drive from where we're at. Yeah. So it was like a once-a-summer yeah. thing. So like, for me, it's not far. Kansas City. Kind it's like, question, it's like the same distance from Detroit to... Uh, five hours away? Milwaukee. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so you might as well so you might about... as well be a Milwaukee fan then, right? I mean, you might as well be a Green Bay fan because there's so, so I have a real team in my hometown, so Do I, I don't need to who the greatest baseball team outside of the New York Yankees. Oh, cool! <laughs> When's the last time they won a title? Uh, it's been 1984, sir. Okay. It was a great year, but we've been to the World Series at least, you know, what, 2005? 2000... We're in 2009, maybe? 2009. What happened in 2009? Did you almost win the World Series? Or did came, you get swept? Came close. Yeah, I think you got swept. Came close, I, I'm but it pretty didn't sure work you out. Got swept. <laughs> we had the better team. It just didn't work out. No, did you ever watch the uh, Roy Scheider mo- Detroit Tiger movie? Did you ever see that one? It was like a bad after-school special. No, which one's that? You've never seen it? No, I mean, I, I remember for love of the game. Uh, no, no, with no, Kevin Costner. Costner but but uh, Roy Scheider would have been one of the players. You got to look. It's like I don't even think you can stream it anywhere. Yeah, but it was a. It, oh, we'll find a way. Brent, Roy Brent Scheider, apparently is the master of the internet, so he'll find that for me. There's this What's website that? What are we looking for? The, uh, master of the internet. What's internet the name? movie? I didn't database? say I was the master of the internet, but. I did find a good deal on. I mean, that clearly, I guess, means I can navigate the internet and f- go deeper than you. But the whole premise of this movie was this kid, Detroit, uh, Roy Scheider, aging slugger, whatever, kid going through some issues. If you just really concentrate and think hard about it, Roy Scheider would hit a home run. Oh, wow. So he's got like magic powers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's called Tiger Town from That's 1983. It. Yep, that is it. Detroit Tigers veteran miraculously hits homers whenever a 12 year old fan, Justin Henry, is in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that episode of Seinfeld uh, when the kid. <laughs> Paul O'Neill has hit those home runs. That's right. That's right. Uh, here's the deal. I will have to stream Tiger Town now. I will find this movie. Uh, we'll do a full review on a future episode of Raising yeah. Brent. No, it's got, it has horrifying. a very dramatic ending. The it kid also seems very realistic. Because the kid can't make it to the stadium unless he finds a way. Well, see, I would think so. if you were the Tigers and you knew about this, you'd find a way to get that kid to the stadium. Like, There's a lot of money involved here. <laughs> it's um, like the uh, Korean for uh, Kansas City. The Korean that's dude. right. What's his name? Who? Your Kore- the Korean Kansas City super fan. The bandwagon Korean oh, guy? Sung Woo. Sung Woo. Yeah. yeah. Is he even still a fan anymore, or is he kind of gone? Oh, yeah. He, quit he was a team? fan all the years when they were terrible, so, you know. I heard he's a big Cubs fan now. That's what I heard. Uh, I don't think so. He's just switched over to being whatever team just won. It would be amazing. Tiger Town. This movie looks awful. Well, actually, okay, to be fair, yes. I looked up Tiger Town, and I also looked up For Love of the Game. And Tiger Town has a higher rating on IMDb than I think for love of the game. One person's rated Tiger Town. Uh, two hundred three people for the love of the game is actually really good. Like, actually, I, I, I I've didn't never like that. seen. There's I, two movies about. You've never seen. There's it? three movies about Detroit. I have not seen. I have never seen Gran Torino. I have never seen For Love of the Game. And I've never seen Eight Mile. Wow! Because I've like, lived all three of those movies, sir. Gran Torino is more funny than anything else because it's kind of like. It's so over the top, like racist. You're like, Here's Clint Eastwood being racist to a bunch of Korean guys or something. I feel like right? you just don't watch those movies so you can pretend like you lived all those movies. I've lived them all. But, I don't uh, need to. And then when you watch them, you'd be like reminded that, you know. You know, if I, if I was a Jedi in use of the Force, I wouldn't need to go see Star Wars. I've lived it. Yeah. Like Pee Wee Yeah. So when were you uh, a rapper that lives in a trailer park on 8 Mile? I lived on 6 Mile, but otherwise the rest of it. So not play. 8 Mile. No, 6 Mile's way okay. harder. Yeah. 8 Mile's where the prissy kids lived. I thought it was six. I've been miles. out. I, mile I looked it up and said the six mile Warren, road is where all Michigan. the prissy kids lived. Six miles were all where all the uh, the the really hardcore kids lived. Anyway, Tiger Town seven point rating on uh, IMDb. It's not bad. That means decent for love of the game six point five. Yeah, that's close. Uh, really be, close. To, uh, I haven't se- I haven't seen Tiger Town, but for love of the game's terrible. I, I I like it. It's a good like man. If it's a Sunday afternoon and you're on the couch and kind of like on your man period, 
It's a good movie to kick back with. Man yeah, I don't have man periods. Uh, but uh, it's the best Vin Scully and Steve Lyons movie ever made. I really thought you were going to say Vin Diesel movie, and I was like, <laughs> from 1983, this I already love it more. <laughs> Young Vin Diesel. What is the best is the Vin kid. Diesel movie ever made? Uh, I would say maybe Pitch Black. Uh, okay. As far as my favorite Vin Diesel movie, if you're talking best, it's got to be Saving Private Ryan, right? It's not I a Vin Diesel like, movie, but Vin like, Diesel's in I like it. one scene of Saving Private Ryan. It's a pretty great movie. I like it really one defined scene. a genre. I like one but scene. I, I would go with Pitch Black as my favorite Vin Diesel movie. I, I find that movie, not the director's cut, because most director's cuts to me are garbage, but the actual theatrical one that moves correctly. Uh, Pitch Black is a pretty fantastic movie. Well, way surprised when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I got something different than I was expecting, because I had nothing, no idea what to expect. Hmm. What, what is your favorite Vin Diesel movie? My favorite? My, uh, I actually enjoy the Fast and Furious series. Of course you do. I'm going to shame you all right now because I'm giving you, by far, the best Vin Diesel movie. If you say Triple X. Guardians of the Galaxy. He oh, is, oh, come on. That doesn't even cop count. Out. He is That's the voice of Groot. Out. That's a cop Groot out. is a powerful character in that movie. If you don't consider uh, him uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan a, uh, a Vin Diesel movie, you cannot consider Guardians of the Galaxy. He says three words. Yeah. What three are Three words. Yeah. Uh, I am Groot, and then he adds, "We are Groot" at the end. So and it's four a great movie, words. and it's by far the best. It's a great movie, movie he's been in. not a Vin Diesel movie. It's a movie he's in. Although then you're going to call Saving Private Ryan. He says three words to Saving Private Ryan. Uh, he says, "Please don't shoot me, sniper. Please help me. Yeah. Please don't kill me." And yeah. then he's like shot. Right. Good yeah, movie. I don't like Saving Private Ryan. I like the one scene on Omaha Beach. It's I think that's scene. amazing. And then Classic. the rest of the movie is just like. Hey, forget about it. I'm the guy from New York. Hey, I'm the journalist. No one hurt me. That's like all these like stereotypical characters the rest of the movie. Sounds great to me. Just um, when we're talking baseball movies, this is probably the worst baseball movie ever made. Burt Reynolds and the man from left field. He looks like a pedophile, first he off. He kind of is. But it's just that was everybody in the 70s, unfortunately. Take, take a look at the premise. After and- taking a job managing a little league team, a homeless man inspires the kids to reach for it all as they inspire him to reclaim his life. So obviously this is like a, an after-school special. It was, and then the best part is uh, Burt Reynolds wasn't just a homeless man. He was actually kind of... The homeless man? Oh, well, he was suffering from amnesia. Oh, jeez. And a was. very mysterious guy. Weirdly enough, only half a point uh, worse rated than for love of the game. <laughs> okay, here's the reason that... Here's the other reason I don't like saving Private Ryan. And, the, and, and, one, and I got this point originally from guy Busick, our good friend yeah who uh is a writer out in los, in los angeles um and it ruins the movie for me when i think about it too because you wanted the nazis to win no trump 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 no no nope, no nope, that no. was just okay. ray saying that um okay <laughs> so we see the beginning of the movie we see the old man we are uh, it's framed like as there's an old man at the graveyard and they're like, oh, you know, what are you thinking about, old man, basically? And then they go into his eyeball. Oh, jeez. And then they come out at Omaha Beach, right? Crazy. Great, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't at Omaha Beach! What's the problem? He's remembering they the sacrifice. They went into, like, him flashing back to Omaha Beach. That Doesn't character wasn't at Omaha Beach. So how is he flashing back to being at he Omaha Beach? He was remembering Beach? the sacrifice as he Oh, it. that is very true. Yeah. I'm not worried I've never about thought, it. I've always hated that bookend, though, anyway. Yeah. It's so cheesy. He wasn't, they didn't need it. It's a much better movie if they if they don't have that. And he wasn't. There's at Omaha no point Beach. into it. You yeah. can do it at the end. Well, all right, Steven no. Spielberg, look out! Brent Pope has put you on notice. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he was in a different. Uh, he little, was. Yeah, they found him somewhere outfit. else. That's he wasn't right. there. Oh, it's so just it's just sloppy. 
That is a little sloppy to me. Yeah, I've always but seen that, that, that part. That ruin my enjoyment the other of the thing movie. I don't like is like the just the Ed Burns is real like, hey, I'm from New York. You know, is that how every person from New York is though? Have you no. ever met a person from New York out here that didn't tell you they were from New York like 50 times? Nope. Seriously, I mean, I guess that's true. That's every like, New Yorker I've ever no, and people from New Jersey. I was Jersey. agreeing with you. I was agreeing with Thank you. Thank you. Okay. But I was about to say, a, what are you talking is about? Is a huge archetype. Like, oh, of course, the journalist guy is a big. Wimp. And then you get double that because everybody from New Jersey also tells you they're from New York. Mm-hmm. Please. Just because both the football teams no, play they... in New Jersey does not mean the whole area is suddenly no, New no, York. No, no, they're both offended by each other. I'm not from New York. Jersey over here. I don't know. After the Jersey Shore, I found a lot less people wanting to admit that they were from that area. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Snooky anyway, ruined it for that's everyone. that's why I don't like it. I feel like it's a valid concern of that movie. Oh, that's a good concern. And can uh, we go back to the man from left field for a second? Oh, please, Just let's, it's, let's. It's such an incredible premise. Is Burt Reynolds, throughout the movie, you see that he's starting to remember his life and everything. Turns out in this batting cage scene where the rich kid's dad's making fun of him. Into it. Burt Reynolds starts throwing heaters at him. Oh. Realize he's got, like, major league stuff. He used to be a baseball player? Used to be a baseball player. And at the end of the movie, right before the kids go to the championship game... He gets his memory back, realizes he's a super wealthy, retired pro baseball player. And nobody else recognizes no. him. He's like, he would be like the most. Could you imagine like, you know, uh, 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 Clayton Kershaw suddenly like disappearing and then he, all these baseball fans have no idea who Clayton Kershaw That's exactly is? exactly it. That's absolutely ridiculous. And then at the uh, end, there's a final scene right before the championship game where he's in his uh, penthouse office in Manhattan, all his memorabilia, his trophies, and he's like, got to go to some board meeting. And he decides to go back to the kids, oh, and he arrives in the outfield via helicopter with fresh uniforms for him because kids all, can afford uniforms. If he was that big and important, people would be looking for him. Yes, Pe- they there would, would be. be things on the news. Maybe have you seen Burt Reynolds, the rich and talented baseball player? He's missing. Not just live, some guy living in a barn. If it happened today, ninety-five miles an hour, there'd be a podcast of people finding Burt Reynolds. Just the, like finding Richard Simmons right now. The Man from Left Field was written by Wayne Rice, who who what wrote. Else did he write? Uh, he wrote Class Act, which is one of those kid and play movies that I like. It was the oh, last God. kid and play movie. Oh, that was a good one. Movie. That yeah, was he, good. He's the one that killed the kid and play uh, movie franchise. He wrote Freddy's Nightmare. I think uh, that's was, a horrendous movie. Is, is that a bad one? Freddy's Nightmare. By far the worst one. Yeah. Or no, Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. That was the worst one. And then he also he also produced all those like New Year's Day, Valentine's Day movies. Oh yeah, those Mother's are, Day. Those aren't the worst movies. They're I pretty mean, crappy. They're pretty I mean, bad. look, they're pretty it's, 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 it's a genre. Leg. But Wayne know. Rice did them, and I look forward to being in his next project. Thank, Thank you. you very much, That's Mr. Where it's Rice. From. Mr. Rice is what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> he also was great when he wrote those vampire novels. Uh, Dude, where's my car? Produced I appreciate that. Movie. that. Uh, hmm. Dude, where's my car? No, you guys like that movie or hate that movie? Well, we're talking about uh, amazing movies. Let's 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 bring it over to amazing television. Todd, you're not a fan of The Walking Dead. I'm not not a fan. I've just never seen it. Well, that means you're not a fan. Well, to be a fan, you have to have some engagement with it. At some I don't point, know. Don't you? I've just never made an effort to watch. I'm it. I'm a big fan of Japanese baseball. Oh, do you watch a lot of Japanese baseball? No, never seen it. Well, then you're not a fan of Japanese baseball. Well, I think what you Todd's saying is he doesn't he doesn't Dead. dislike it. He just hasn't seen it. I have the potential to be a fan. I'm not. Yeah, why? Know, he maybe t- he's a potential fan. Okay. Well, let's talk about some. Talk to me about the show. Well, we 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 watched the last few episodes. We've been talking about this season, and the finale just happened like a week ago. And uh, amazing. I really appreciate how the end of season seven ended. Uh, I just got caught up on it for the podcast today because I was a little bit behind. Ray is such a fan that he waited like three weeks to watch the finale. 
Well, nothing got spoiled for me, thankfully. But then again, there Such wasn't a lot to Such a fan that he spoil. waited three weeks to watch the finale, Todd. I feel like you're more of a fan than Ray is. I wouldn't wait three weeks to watch the finale. Thank you very um, much. You would if you had to podcast about it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's the deal. The stage is set. For the big showdown between the bad guys, the saviors, and our heroes, the good guys, bringing some of the different like so, tribes together. So who are the saviors? Saviors are led by Negan, the man with the baseball bat and leather jacket perhaps you've seen in various social medias. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean like Morgan, the seen comedian Watchmen? from Watchmen. Yeah. That's, uh, okay. that's what he's known for. And he's fantastic. As like he, 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 he runs the camp. He has a certain code of ethics and honor as he runs it, but he's also not afraid to straight out murder people to send a message. And what's this camp? Uh, it's 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 his camp. It's his group of people. Okay, his camp is in his group. Okay, and so they're he's, known he's as the, the leader of a group. Of that is savers, correct. Yeah. Okay, and he rules them with an iron fist, and he demands tribute from all the other smaller settlements out there who just pay him because the way he negotiates, he shows up into their camp with triple the people that they have. He murders one of the leaders of their camp with a baseball bat in front of everybody, and then says, "Now we may begin negotiation." Now well, you understand your place in all of this. Give me stuff. No, I mean, he doesn't start there, but if you force him to, he will. Well, he started there with Rick. He, and the Hilltoppers, he, he did that. That's why the one guy's in charge of the Hilltop is because he showed up on day one and murdered the leader of Hilltop and said, who's second in command? You're in charge now and you work with me. Well, but but he... So why, why wouldn't he... What, what uh, kind of like rubbed him the wrong way in the beginning... When it became like, hey, we're the only people, I guess, living in this zombie well, wasteland. He, he Why knew, don't we just band together? Well, he got his groups banded together, but he understood there was a lot of dysfunction and you okay. needed strict order in order to keep these groups together. So he became a figurehead, uh, much like other figureheads have done in different organizations, and he's created a very strict code that he's in charge, he's the boss, and if, he don't play yeah, no suckers. Because if you... if if. If no, if someone's not going along with it, then they could easily kill him, and right. he's done. So he has to le- make, have that fear. But Has he anybody didn't ever do that. tried killing him? Oh, all the time. Okay. And he survives. And then those people don't end up in a good place. People stop trying to kill him because they see it's not worth it because he's too smart to get killed, and now I'm dead. So people don't step to him but it's because those, like, those that have yeah, didn't do well. But it's almost like at some point... You're like, oh, I'm still alive, but am I really? Because you know, we basically have to give all of our stuff to Negan. Right. What's he do with the stuff? He uses it, keeps it. He he, he grows he went, his he own population. The, he rolled into the town one time, took all their beds, right? So they didn't have beds anymore, right. and then just burned their he beds. Burned them outside the town. <laughs> he's kind of a jerk, you know. Yeah. That's he likes hilarious. To, he likes to show people that he's in charge. So there's zombies in the show, right? There are zombies, yeah. Uh, are the you, zombies uh, are the backdrop what? of Walking Dead. They're never the focus. Okay. It's just this sets the world, and it's about the people in the world. So you'll love it. Okay. Yeah. Is it better than Man in the High Castle? Because I did try watching that. I've never seen that. I, I Don't waste your time. Oh, I, really? I've heard it's really good. No? My wife loves it. I didn't get into it. Uh, Nothing happens. Yeah. Like, it's so... There's one thing if it's like kind of, oh, you know, you gotta wait till the fourth episode till it gets going. I mean, it just doesn't even that's get a little going. rough. At yeah. this point, it's like, I mean... It's a big time suck for you to like catch Commit up on Washington show, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we're like, what, seven seasons in? You, it's the kind of thing you'd have to watch it because it's like showing on a channel and you just sort of like watch an episode once a week or you just kind of just, you know, you're not going to binge it. Maybe watch it a couple episodes a week. And no, I feel over like the course of a summer, you were, you'd get there. If you were binging it and you were like at home all the time, you had like five hours, you could catch up in like a couple months, I guess. But I, I don't know if that's, well, that's a good way to watch Walking Dead, I guess. Yeah. It is. Uh, I've, been, I've actually heard this last season, season seven, is it wasn't good if you watch it week to week. It was really intended to be binged. 
uh, in that if you watch it, because that way everything's fresh all the time, and you could really just like hammer through uh, a lot. Because they do a lot of calling back to stuff that okay. happened three, four episodes ago. Which if you're watching four or five episodes at a time, no problem. But if you have to remember, or if you wait three weeks like Ray, then he doesn't. remember. And then you binge yeah. them all. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but if you watch them and then, like, you have to remember something that happened that was a nuance from five a month ago, five weeks ago, you're not as likely to remember it or enjoy it. Um, but Brent, I guess I have this question about Walking yeah. Dead: Is we are now that the stage is set, the battle line is clearly drawn. They have repelled Negan from their camp. The loyal other tribes stayed loyal. We had the we had the traitor camp mm-hmm. who had now joined up with Negan because the we offered them a better deal. The trashies, the trash people. What do you call them, by the way? I just call them the junkyard people. So okay. he got kicked out of his camp. Who did? Negan. No, no, no. Negan came to the camp to kill Rick and the gang because okay. uh, initially they were the bad guy villains for an entire season that you never really met. It's just other people had a problem with them. So Rick and his crew, your heroes, they needed things from other camps. So the camp said, if you deal with Negan, we'll give you the stuff. So, they, so the, yeah, they went and killed one whole outpost of people. They started going on raids and straight up murdering people so, for no reason other than but they, they were asked they to. They only thought Negan had one outpost. And the truth is he has... Like a hundred, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. They so like they, yeah, we got all of them. They wildly underestimated Woo! because the outpost was big, and they went in there and they murdered like three dozen people. And so, and so, when Negan eventually catches up, catches up with them at the end of the previous season, uh, uh, he's just like, "Well, you killed a lot of my people, <laughs> so I-, I want you to work for me like these other people work for me." But I we also have to have some away. kind of justice. We got to have some justice. Somebody's got to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and so anyway, but the stage is set. So you've met, you've met the kingdom, you've met the junkyard people, you've met like the lady camp that doesn't really want to be involved. Uh, wait, the hilltop. How awesome was it that the hilltop, we got to see the, uh, or the kingdom, we got to see Shiva, the tiger. The tiger ate like two people in this episode. <laughs> the season tiger? finale. Uh, there's a dude who runs the kingdom who loves the theatrical. Uh, for and he also a, was like in charge of a zoo or something. He was, a, he was a zookeeper who also did a lot of community theater. So when it came down to like the apocalypse happens and he's just like, the people need a strong leader. I'm going to play up my thing. Also, I have a tiger with me, so no one's going to mess with me because I'm a zookeeper who has a tiger. Yeah. It's he's amazing. an awesome character. So are these camps, are they stationary or do yeah. they, these people roam? They're stationary. The... They find a place where like, okay, this kind of protected. That they can defend from. Yeah. And then they just set up there and try to make a life. So who do they fight them the zombies or just other people both both zombies that want to or just indiscriminately roaming around Zombies are always a constant issue and if somebody dies in your camp they become a zombie so you have to be like on the lookout that's how zombies reproduce well zombies reproduce because there's seven billion people on the planet and as people started getting killed they become zombies. basically everyone is infected now so once you die you become a zombie what are they infected with the zombie virus. virus yeah okay so they go through the trouble of killing all these people like say that the, the try like I'm gonna go whack the couple dozen people in this yes. camp, and then they gotta kill them again. No, no, no. Because well, when they kill them, they in the head, so that way they don't become head, zombies. If you kill oh, them by destroying okay. their brain, then they won't come back. That's it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That you don't sense. do that. Yeah, but you got to do that. That's why they were killing people. They were just taking a knife so, and just like in their head. So but what no. happens is a lot of times you've got a town like the hilltop, and you're protecting that town, and some guys are like, "Hey, this is a nice town they have. Let's go try to kill them," and they get murdered, and in in that ruckus. In the loudness of it, that attracts a bunch of zombies also. So now you have to defend from the zombies and the wreckage of the battle scene. Or you just let it, like, you you leave and you come back six months later in hopes it's a lot 
they've moved on. Okay. Now, are these zombies in this show fast, or are they the slow? They're zombies? not fast. They're, they're slow. The, they are the slow zombies. This is this is not twenty eight days later zombies. Okay. This is yeah. a night of the living dead zombies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, the question I have for you, Brent, mm-hmm. uh, is like, how excited are you for season eight? Like, is this where you expected this season to end? With just like we have the battle line drawn, it's it's time for war. Yes. Let's do the thing. Because uh, I, I kind of was wondering if Negan was going to get killed at some point because mm-hmm. he's been the big bad for like. Uh, three half seasons now, basically. Yeah, I mean, this is where the the comics go, basically. And there is a, you know, if you buy like the books in the what do they call them, the trade paperbacks? Yeah, there is a thing called All Out War. Okay, that and would then make the sense. The next one is called All Out War Part Two. Oh, so, so this is going to last for a while. It might. This is this is the kind of thing where people are going to die, people are going to get propped up, stuff is going to happen, but the major players are going to be like continuing to fight for an extended period of yeah. time. You think? So that's the interesting show thing about the show too is like there's a lot of characters and sometimes you'll just lose track of them for like an entire season. You're like, oh, maybe they're dead, and they're like, oh no, they were. Yeah, like the character else. of Morgan came back. He was only in the first like what one or two episodes, yeah. and then you you lost him for like three seasons. You came back and he had gone crazy and was like living as a hermit, just going around like or you might killing people. See a zombie version of. I wonder what happened to Todd Munson. Oh, there he is. He's a zombie. Oh, he's a zombie. <laughs> now. So are zombies at all recruited to do like labor? Or anything? Yeah. Some of the camps, if they're smart, like they have zombies like pushing wheels and stuff and like train them. Yeah. They can't be, they can't be trained, but they can make the, you can, if the, if you can manipulate the bodies to go a certain way. I mean, isn't there, there was a camp that was running electricity or something because like they had the zombies all pushing the the wheel that they were chained to. (laughs) The most common use is as defense. Like people put zombies on the outside of their camps, like like, chained up. So people won't like a pole stuck through them so they can't lose, but they also, you can't get through either, you know, that kind of thing. That'll happen. Yeah. And they can also be good sentries because if the zombies start going crazy on the outskirts of town something's going on there interesting yeah it's a good show i like that so uh, how did this uh whole apocalypse happen just uh, one day people started becoming zombies virus virus no like any like any big uh pandemic well the first people started dying and they started biting people and then essentially if a zombie bites you it's not like you turn into a zombie from that it's because the zombie bites you you get like a fever and it kills you and then you come back as a zombie pretty quick after okay yeah and so, yeah, and so bad things happen. So you get bit. So some people have to, you know, they get bit and they immediately have to just saw their arm off so that the, the infection doesn't go, go further. Kind of like yeah. So they don't, they don't get the fever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's, there's yeah. a lot of and people is, walking around with no arms. Is there any scientists or any scientists still remaining that could uh, in the in the, in the, fir- in the first season they immediately go to the CDC in Atlanta because that's okay. where it takes place is Atlanta. Yeah. So they went there to try to like find the cure and they were just like they don't got nothing. There's one guy, uh, you know Josh McDermott, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh has been He's on the on show. The show. For, He's he, a main he, character. He claimed to be a. He claimed to be a scientist, scientist. who was working at the CDC who yeah. was working on the cure for zombieism. But you know, and you haven't seen it, so but most people know. What happened with that? He may or may not have been lying or partially lying. or He maybe was trying to find his place in the world, and he found that people respected him and gave him things and protected him, whereas he was not necessarily good at protecting himself if they thought he was important. And so this character he created was important. Okay. So perhaps. Yeah, so people like that, too. So know. do cities still function at all, or no? Oh, no. no. City, you don't go to cities. Okay. Cities are where all the zombies are. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now, has anybody tried doing the red dust from the V series? I don't remember what that is. You don't. Do you remember the? I v? remember the original nineteen eighties V series. Yeah, I remember it was being the red terrified. Du- like but they, what was the somebody red dust? created the red dust that would kill the V? It was like the thing that would. Well, kill oh, the it was aliens? like a basically thing they put into the air and then yeah. it would. Yeah, oh. there's no out. there's no infrastructure in place to really make that happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything is basically like Fallout, you know, Fallout 4. You know, like it's all it's all post-apocalyptic. So yeah. there's no there is no electricity unless like you make a way to make a we generator to okay. create your own electricity. What do you think of uh, Sasha? 
I loved that bit. Yeah. Like, I was wondering, like, somebody was going to die, and the way that they, they worked through that, and they had her, like, set her own trap intentionally. Yeah. And the way Josh McDermott, uh, Eugene, uh, like, helped her along the way, because Eugene has gone bad out of self-preservation, because he just, whoever's bigger, he'll just agree with. He got with. taken by Negan's people, and now he just has to, I'm just one of Negan's people now, yeah. you know? But he's going to help Negan, like, make bullets course, and stuff, yeah. you know? But, yeah. uh, I loved it. I loved it as a, like, it, it was a big surprise to me. I kind of saw that that's where it was going, yeah. but I didn't see how all the pieces came together until the show wanted me to see how the pieces were all mm-hmm. going together, and I appreciated them for yeah. it. That was cool. But, guys, we are up against it here at the end of the hour. Uh, Todd, thank you so much for joining us here on a very momentous episode of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And you're Todd. I'm Todd. This That's is a big Todd. honor. I love Todd, this. do you have any, like, speeches, any, like, victory things before we get out of town today? Because uh, we are up against our timer. No, I just want to say I'm proud of North Carolina for coming through in the clutch. That was the one game I watched that I was actually there on go. the ed- edge of my seat for. And halftime, I was sweating it out a little bit because okay. Gonzaga had the lead. But uh, It was touching overall, wasn't it? North Carolina just closed the door on them at the end. It was hey, exciting. You know what was crazy last night? I got to tell you, since we were at the, the Clippers game last night, Clippers-Rockets game last night, Roy Williams was at the game last night. No way. Yeah. He was at the game. Cool. They showed him on the jumbotron, and then uh, they showed him on the jumbotron. He actually looked right into the camera. This is no joke. Brent can back me up. He actually came and go. You're welcome, Todd. <laughs> yep. I couldn't believe it's it amazing. myself. Yeah. He knew about it. It said Todd Munson under his name, and then he said, "You're the real MVP." He did the Kevin Durant. Um, the other thing that was cool in the game was, you know, there were uh, Paul Pierce. Uh, got in the game at the end. You know, he's he's like he's at the end. He doesn't. Yeah. He basically in his last season. Uh, he gets in and then just starts. He starts bawling. Starts bawling. Like, he dude. was incredible last night. Ten or eleven points in like three minutes. Oh, he, got, wow. he got like eight points in like a minute. Just like two three. Hit a couple threes. Got an and one three point play. <laughs> and and then and then the announcer just like three point play by the truth. The truth for <laughs> three. And he passed John Havlicek for fifteenth overall. Yeah, wow. was pretty cool. Most points in he NBA history. Knew that going in. I don't know that he did because they announced it over the scoreboard because he he would have been like. 10 points behind him going into the game where he wasn't expecting to even play, you know, with yeah. two games to go in the season. And so he got in there and then they announced it over the thing and then they cut to him and he was like, whoa! <laughs> like, he was so... He was, I've never seen anybody that happy. But that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of cool. Uh, the Dodgers host the Royals for a weekend series in July. Interesting. Uh, Brent and I have talked about going to the games. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is there any sort of prop bet we should make? Or oh, anything like that? On Dodgers Royals? Dodgers on who's going to win the game? Yeah. I'm not making that bet at Dodgers team. No way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a Let's real Royals closer. fan would make that bet, well, right? Well, yeah. Th- th- this is Ray. I always say If the Tigers is, are coming to LA, I would make that bet. That's what this is this is what I always do to Ray, and he never takes the bet. Now he's expecting me to take the bet. Let's <laughs> see where they are at that time because I don't even know who the Royals team's going to be then. I hear scared. Right? The season started. We're in week I'm two. I'm scared. I just see no point like like Ray gets to take Dodgers at home. Why? That doesn't seem fair to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Of course okay. it sounds good to you. Uh, we're going. We're both going to be at the Dodger game this Friday. Friday night. Ooh, Granky and Kershaw. Granky versus Kershaw. Pretty exciting Ooh, stuff. Clash of the Titans. That's going to be fun, yeah. So, uh, Todd, uh, we are going to be getting out of here pretty quick. Do you have anything you want to plug really quick? Any uh, uh, extracurricular stuff you want the people at home to know about, where they can find you, et cetera? Oh, you can find me on uh, the social medias at the Munson, and I've got my little Husker site, BigRedFury.com, and a Dodger blog called The Very Pleasant Good Evening. 
Little tribute to Vince know about Scully. that one. See, that's excellent. <laughs> so, there we go. So, uh, uh, Brent. busy. And, uh, of course, you could find the show at Ray Brent Podcast or Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Uh, individually, I am on Twitter at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks to David Knoll for producing, Jeremy Buck and the Bang, the Train Rex, and Jordan Monsell, the artist. Sell me some art silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just going to get all that out there before we yeah. got to go. Yeah. Anybody you want to thank, Brent? Uh, nope. Me, me for being a big winner. Yeah, you're the big winner, Brent. Yeah, thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you're gonna have to drag me out.